say top 47? Hello, everybody, and welcome to your most favorite show of all time. It's under the... This is the second time I'm doing it, so sorry if I'm putting things in different places. It's under the... With your friend and mine, Ian Khan. Hello, my friends. My friend and yours, Derek Red I feel like we should spell under the radar the way you say it, and I'm really not sure how we would do that, but that's what we should do. I think under is the same, the is the same, and radar is R-A-D-A-H-H-R-R-R-R-R. That sounds about there. right. Yeah. You know, I think that's what it is. I put yeah, just a bunch of R's at the end. I think works. And I think it's the H. Is, the H is critical. I think you button mash R's and H's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Sounds good. All right, love it. I'm glad we got past that. We got a lot going on. We got to finish our draft analysis. Uh, the draft is over. It was a good time. Good group of people in there. Um, shout out to all of them. Yes. Yesterday, quick announcement. Yesterday was ATC Day on Fangraphs. The Ariel Cohen uh, projections were released. They were. And DVR was very excited. Ariel did give me a call the night before. And he's like, well, you know, I mean, we should really get to it. I, and I was crazy busy with all sorts of work. And he's like, well, you know, they're out. It's a lot of fun to be had. Here's where the fun starts. <laughs> Keep going. I don't want to stop you. Go. We can do 45 minutes for now. if you'd like. No, you sure? no. Now, All Jenny right. Butler was on. It made me so happy because Jenny Butler was on um, Hit Beat the Shift podcast, and and he she was they were talking about their favorite podcast, and we actually did get a mention saying how much they enjoyed it. And Jenny Butler said something that made me so happy. She said, "I just love that impression so much because sometimes oh, I get worried. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> That's why I'm like because sometimes <laughs> I get worried that like it's just it's just my thing. Nobody else is really t- terribly enjoying it. But when she was like, I love the show, but that impression just cracks me up. And he's like, Well, you know, it doesn't sound anything at all like me, but I'm glad you enjoy it. Keep going." That's it, man. We, right. we, we do got to get to the show. We do. Yeah, yeah, total, totally. Uh, Ian's been uh, holding out on his dynasty rankings, which they're he can coming. send to us at any time to put on the site. They are coming. They are coming. All right. Can't wait. Uh, and I think that's all the news. We, oh, you know what? The, the pitcher list. Uh, are you guys doing that? I am doing that. Are, are you guys doing that? Nando, are you doing it? Yeah, he asked me to do it. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? All right. And DVR, are you doing it? Yeah. PitchCon starts up Wednesday. It's all free online. Opportunity to give some money to charity too, supporting Feeding America. That's, DVR, that's DVR's charity from the uh, from the pandemic. Yeah, that was the, that was the one we were giving some money to for the Triple Crown League that we did. So that always always good like to, to raise money for for Feeding America. And uh, shout out shout out to Meatloaf, who uh, is a big fantasy baseball player. Passed away last night. That was sad. Mm. Big fantasy baseball player. Was he really? Didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, big time. All right. Uh, kind of went in under his real name. I think like ESPN Super Leagues, like he was, he was really into it. So uh, I just and look, I got to give credit to somebody on Twitter who did this. So it, I just, I just would love to know, like, what is the one thing that he wouldn't do for love? What was that one thing? Does anyone know? Does anyone have an idea? Any I would do jokes? anything for love, but I won't do that. What is the one thing that you won't do? Never, and now we'll probably never know. But hat tip to Meatloaf. He used to play in, in the softball leagues in uh, Central Park that I used to play in. He was on a team um, coached by Kurt Chaplin, who was a radio guy uh, and, and then was the, the the voice of the people's court. The guy who was like, hey, so we'll see you in this person, you know, and uh, he used to talk about meatloaf all the time. He was a big uh, softball guy, too. So hat tip to the meatloaf. Yes. Is that the league where George ran over Bette Midler? At the plate? Yes, it will. No, no, no. I played in that league too. So that league's on Thursdays. That's the equity softball league where I had my very bad injury. Actually, I had a really bad injury in that league. Um, and, but there was a, that's a slow pitch league, which is a, uh, it's a, uh, there's women, there's two women that play at all times. It's a good league. It's a very strong league. And there's three different levels. There's the 1130 league, the 130 league, and the 330 league. The 330 league is all the unions. So the 330 league, the 11:30 is like the new shows. The 1:30 is like shows like Wicked that have been around for a while, and then the 3:30 league is like the, you know, it's like Jujansen organization, the Nederlander organization. And I played for Actors Equity, um, and that was that was real softball. It was like, and in fact, I had a very very bad injury uh, my last game that I played there. But why you're being so vague about it? Makes me want to ask what it was like. Just the, you know like, what? I'm not. Why would you tell like, everybody? Oh, I hurt my shoulder pretty bad. Yeah. That's that, nah. Yeah. Nah, I'm going to leave it to everyone's imagination about how you could have a really, really bad injury uh, on a softball field if you're playing third base and you're not wearing a cup. We'll leave it there. 
uh, and surgery. So we'll leave it there. We're going right. to leave it there because I don't yeah, want to. Right. Otherwise, everyone's going to be like, oh, no. And it's like, yeah, actually, yeah. Um, but the Tuesday league that Meatloaf played in, that was fast pitch. And that was really, in fact, I played on the same team as Randy Wilkins, who is in the fantasy industry as well. Um, and he ah, he's a great player. I don't care about that. I thought he was some kind of actor. Uh, Randy Wilkins is a director, and he's directing the Derek Jeter documentary right now. That's he cool. worked with Spike Lee for a long time. So, And we actually went to the same high school, and we played on the same team. But that Tuesday team is fast pitch, like college ball players. That's real, That's real. like, up. you know, the guys are throwing hard. So it was fun, fun times, fun times, old times, pre-pandemic times. Let's get to this, let's get to this draft. Uh, oh, by the way, in Station Eleven, you might like that show. I, you know, I'm hearing that. I, yeah. I've heard that from you, and now I've heard that from someone else too. So it's I about might give that a look. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, that's something to do. Yeah. Has anyone, by the way, I, I know sometimes people are like, "Why are you talking about?" You know, because you know there's a lockout, so there's no player movement or anything. But get warmed up, yeah. What about Ozark? Has anyone watched Ozark? Because I have not, and I do like that Jason Bateman. He is a very charming lad. Um, is does any, either of you guys watch that show? Ozark? We did the first season, and then I stumbled upon spoilers. Come on, man. Let's uh, get to uh, pitching staffs. Okay. Uh, very, DVR, very let DVR go. Though. I think he's going to say that. No, I haven't watched it. All right. Okay. <laughs> Put that right after turn. <laughs> see five no longer. Hey, guys. Turn is no longer on Netflix. So everyone like had the, their chances, the, man. Yeah, everyone had their chances. It's all good. Don't worry get about the it. DVDs from the library. Yeah. Well, there you go. Could be a lot of DVDs, though. <laughs> DVDs from the library? Do you yeah. actually get DVDs from the library? They have a lot of free stuff there. Wow. That's right, a, come on, let's refocus this Pickleball show, paddles, right. whatever you need. Listen, pickleball <laughs> is really an, a remarkable experience. He, he won his tournament. I won my tournament this past weekend. I really did. I won again. Uh, the pickleball. Uh, don't get me started. Okay, pitching staff. All right, Derek Van Riper. What was your takeaway from this 50-round draft uh, as we clear away the cobwebs? Was it a lot of pitching was available late? Was it uh, you didn't know what to like the last 10 rounds? You're just kind of picking up the same guys you picked up at the end of last year because we don't have any new data or movement. What, what was your what was your headline? I felt like there was more young, like really unproven pitching being drafted in the later rounds. It's only a 12-team league that we're in, but it's 50 rounds, so you're you know, going 600 players deep. I'm looking at like Logan T. Allen, and I'm, I'm surprised that I, not that I drafted him, I guess, but just that he wasn't my last pick. He was my 43rd rounder. I felt like there was someone else wow. that was going to swoop in and, and take him. You know, like it's just taking a chance on some younger pitching seems almost necessary to get to get enough of it. And I guess when I think about the minor leagues and where things were at in 2021. I'm more willing to bet on young pitching coming up and having success quickly than I am willing to bet on young hitters coming up and having success quickly. Just because the the gap between the quality of the pitching in the minors and the big leagues seems to be as wide as it's ever been. So I think that adjustment phase for a lot of the top prospects, we saw it with Jared Kelnick as a good example, it's generally going to be longer than we'd like it to be. It might take a few months or even a full season for some of those guys to really start producing at a level that, especially in a 12-team league, is enough for us to use those players consistently. Whereas with the pitchers, I feel like there's paths to some of these guys to have rotation spots almost immediately. And sure, you're worried about the overall number of innings. But I think with bench pitchers in a draft and hold, you can take a few shots on players that you might not see until... May or June, as long as you do it kind of selectively and as long as you don't go overboard, because if you have injury problems and guys you're waiting for, you might be throwing relievers out there that aren't closers the first you know month or two of the season, trying to bridge the gap. Diver had an interesting end game. Here's uh, let me bring you around 35 to the end. And I know like we what did we go to? We went to around 20 last show, right? Yeah, but let's just do this. I like this because I got a lot to say about it. So I'm, I'm well. In a way, like excited. if you know the end, it can almost help you reverse engineer those middle rounds. If you see, like Luke Weaver, who I loved in the 35th, I, st- I love him. Grayson Rodriguez, who you know, who knows if he shows I like that up. Pick. That's a that, that's a, a a prospect that I like actually to to draft in this format. Cole Calhoun, solid. Laody Tavares, solid. Sneaky. I like it. Daniel yep. Lynch, sneaky. Solid, solid. Luis Garcia. From the, the Padres, yeah, the reliever. Yeah, uh, Ramon Urias, solid, Baltimore. solid. Then he got Glenn Otto, who we've mentioned on the show several times. Yeah, he got Logan yeah. Allen, who uh, Logan T. Allen. I got the other Logan Allen in the 49th round. 
Um, Austin Gomber. Solid. I, I like that. I actually like that for road starts. Not bad. DVR, was this your first draft? Uh, of the no, season? you did. No, he did one in. He did one in. November, oh right, yeah, right, right. That's right. He did that expensive Mike the Mouth one. Yeah, I did one with Zola before that too. So I guess this was mm-hmm. my third draft. Because you got remember, didn't you get Gombered last year uh, with his with his first big start when everyone was all over him? And yeah, didn't we complain about it. On yeah, the show? he did. He did yeah. get Gombered. When we so when we all <laughs> thought that the Giants' offense was just kind of average and that you could stream anybody against them in San Francisco, I think a lot of people thought that. I don't think I was alone in that. Gomber had that Gomber that week. He had that two start week. He came out and he, he just didn't have his best stuff. I don't know if it was dead arm or whatever, but he got just blasted and never even made the second. Did he make the second start that week? I can't remember if he got. I, I think he. I think he actually did make the second start that week. It didn't matter. It was, he was so bad in the first start that it was just an unimaginable amount of ratio damage in one start. And of course, uh, I jumped ship and, and dropped him at the end of that week. But he actually pitched well after that. It it was. It was just one of those things where I think maybe my my process was right and the outcome was just horribly, horribly wrong. And I should have been more patient, I guess. I think in a 15-teamer, it's really tough to hold a Colorado starter that you're not sure about when you have the opportunity to make pickups. I think the reason why I would like a pitcher like that in the 40th round or later of a league like this is job security is there. And there will be spots to use him so long, so long as he's healthy. So, oh yeah, we've we've seen more since then. Fortunately, solid forty fourth round. What we saw was good. I, mean, I think he was a guy that was kind of popping as a possible sleeper before he was part of that Arenado deal. You know, more than a year ago. And he's going to be pitching in Arizona against those Diamondbacks, and that's a start you're going to want to use. Yeah, and I think even I mean, depending on what they do to the lineup in San Diego and how healthy the Padres are, I think we we saw last season there were occasional spots where you could still stream in Petco. And that wasn't what we expected at the beginning of the year, so that might not be the case this year. But I think you can pick your spots a little bit in the NL West. So, yeah, I've I've recovered from being gombered uh, last April. <laughs> it's good to, good to see. Uh, there we got Gabriel Moreno and Cal Raleigh. It's a nice little catcher combination. You had, let's see, you previously had, uh, hold on. Oh, no, what did I do? No, you're, you're fine. I mean, I, I spent no, up on catchers. I was trying to scroll catchers. up and I clicked on Josh Donaldson. Sorry, I, 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 was, I was looking at your catchers. Yeah, I went Will Smith and Mitch yeah, Garver. Yeah, he went heavy. Yeah, he yeah. went heavy catchers. So I just went young for my backups, kind of hoping sure. those guys are, are playing by the time an injury possibly catches up to me with those other two. And, and, mm-hmm. and The Jays have a catching depth. Uh, I guess it's really kind of a blessing to have that much catching. I, I don't know how they're going to solve it. I don't know if post-lockout Alejandro Kirk gets traded. I mean, I, I could see Danny Jansen getting traded pretty easily, I, I, at least in the catcher spot. I was just saying, I don't really like young hitters. I'm more willing to take on a young catcher, believe it or not, because the bar to be useful as a hitter is quite a bit lower in leagues mm-hmm. where we're using two of them. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm looking at mine now. I, I think I only have three catchers. I think I'm. I think you I, only I, have two. Well, I think well, Jorge Alfaro is green on this grid, but I mean, oh, oh yeah, is yeah, that yeah, right? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. And yes. there might be someone. Anyway, anyway, continuing on. Uh, Lars Newbar, Taylor Wells, Miguel. I like that Miguel Yajure. Yehuri? Yehuri? Yeah, you got no Yehuri. Yehuri? Uh, and Mitch White. Yehuri is kind of underrated, man. He could, like, he was, you know, we, we on the show loved Nestor Cortez. Before that, we loved Domingo Herman, like these kind of unheralded Yankees pitching prospects. Uh, he was like the centerpiece of that trade to Pittsburgh, and I think everyone's just kind of sleeping on him. 49th round, great value. Yeah, I had to complete the set because I got Ronzi Contreras in the 32nd round. I got both of those guys from the tie-on trade, but... I was talking to Rob Beer Temple yesterday. We recorded an episode of the, of the Athletic Baseball Show. You can we're just going name dropping. Yeah, we're just, so I'll explain why I was talking about the Pirates with anyone and who I was talking to. And I, I said, you know, I don't have to root for this team. I don't have to watch this team every day. But they do seem a lot more interesting on paper going into this season than they've seen for the last two or three. Because aside from guys like Contreras and Yehuri, I think they have a few infielders that that could end up being kind of interesting too. Not necessarily guys that were drafting in a 12-team draft and hold, but maybe some guys that are on the radar in in 15-team draft and hold or even in NL-only leagues this year. Uh, if you think about some of the infielders like Tucapita Marcano, who they got from the Padres. He was the next guy, he was the next guy in my queue when the draft ended. Yeah, I mean, like he's, I, I think, someone who could play a ton this year. Uh, they've got another infielder, Diego Castillo. They've got Rodolfo Castro. 
guys that can maybe play a couple of spots. They don't have a lot of players entrenched. I mean, you look at that depth chart and you could say, okay, Brian Hayes is going to play a lot. Brian Reynolds is going to play a lot. And everything else is up for grabs. Satsugo should play a lot as long as he keeps hitting like he did once he got to Pittsburgh. But there's a ton of playing time up for grabs. But there are at least guys that were playing in the upper levels of the minor leagues who look like they're ready to get a chance at the big league level. And compared to other you know, more competitive teams where players like that are kind of in and out of the lineup and up and down between AAA and the big leagues, I think some of those guys could get a chance and actually stick. I don't know if you guys, I mean, don't ask me how I figured this out, but Cole Tucker goes out with Vanessa Hudgens. You know, I was about to mention Cole Tucker, our friend Justin Mason. Um, I was listening to uh, the Sleeper in the Bust, their 1000th episode over the last weekend, which was fun to listen to. And Justin Mason was saying when they were talking about who the next Cedric Mullins would be, he said, look, it's Kyle. T- I-, I think Kyle Tucker could be that. And he said Kyle Tucker or Bradley Zimmer. Um, and those guys, man, if, if and he had Cedric Mullins last year, Cedric Mullins the third. I was high on Cedric Mullins last year too. But Cole Tucker, I don't know. When Justin Mason talks, I think of the picture of him in a bathing suit and I listen. <laughs> I I just try to listen and not think of the picture of him in a bathing I suit. I love that picture. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it is it cracks me up, but that's my boy right there. Is the the Tucker thing yeah, I guess you have to kind of deconstruct like what what parts of of Mullen's profile did we overlook? I mean, I think the thing that was the hardest to figure out, we talked about this a few months ago, I, as a switch hitter, if you don't dig into the splits, you don't notice like how bad a player can be overall, like, how much those overall numbers can suffer because of how bad he was in one of those splits. And with a switch hitter, you can just kind of take those splits and throw them out if they give up that aspect of their game. I haven't seen or heard anything to suggest that Tucker's necessarily doing that, but it, that could easily be there, right? So it's worth digging in on. He, he's also among the guys that could could play. They've moved him around a little bit already, so he could play in the outfield aside from the infield. Um, I I don't know. I, I think he's kind of he's he's almost like the the Mitch Keller of position players in Pittsburgh, where this is kind of his last year to prove that he's going to hang around beyond this season. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'd like to shout out uh, Joe Gentile, who's uh, Joe Gentile FT on Twitter. He threw out uh, Manny Margot. Both have as the next Cedric Mullins. Both have enough power, hit enough fly balls, and contact mm-hmm. ability to hit twenty twenty five home run guys while also getting steals. Before injuries, I know Margot is already on a twenty twenty pace. Creates good EV, makes contact, has good plate discipline. Just struggles at getting that ideal uh, LA a lot of time. I took him in the 32nd round of this this year draft, so I tend to agree with that upside. I really Joe do. Joe Gentile from fake teams. Joe Shout Gentile. Out. Yeah. There you go. I yeah. liked it. I'm like, oh, Manny Mar- Yeah, it's a, what a great call. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's that's DVR's end game. I want to look at Ian's because here's an interesting thing. Ian and, and Team Six. Ian was four and Team Six Smith. Uh, they both took their last six rounds uh, with pitchers. And I thought this is kind of interesting study and like, well, you know, if you wait until the end and you want to stack up a bunch of guys at the back end of your rotation, uh, who are you going to get? Or I guess in the back end of the bullpen, or the back end of your staff. Yep. Who's available in rounds 45 through 50? Well, see, the first thing I wanted to say is this, I, I think I said this last time we did the show, this was so much fun. 
after doing 15 teams, which can be a just a drag and it takes forever sometimes for the pick to get back to you, to be in a 12-team league, and it was a really good group, people were largely like making their picks rather quickly. Like it was just so much fun. And and you know, maybe it's not as challenging, but maybe it was more fun than than one of the most fun drafts that I've ever had. And also by the end, I I I really did see that there was because it was 12 teams, I wanted to get as much hitting as I could um, from players who were going to have everyday at bats. And then I wanted to fill backfill at the end with uh, handcuffs for my closers and starting pitchers like guys like uh, just going from, well, I took, con- uh, start, I guess, thir- starting at 35, uh, 36 was Aaron Loop, who uh, someone had just, I think it was Ryan Bloomfield put out something uh, where Loop just, the numbers on Loop were just ridiculous. I was like, I better grab him because of Iglesias. Then I took my friend Aaron Hicks in 37 because I think he's going to be the starting center fielder, at least to start the season. Tyler Wade at 38, the darling until he doesn't get the job. Tyler Wade. <laughs> In, in Anaheim, <laughs> hey, 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 listen, go go, go down with the ship. That's what I say. And I, I could use the speed. And I took a guy that I think everyone's sleeping on, which is Robinson Cano, because I think that he's going to actually, if the DH does come, he's going to get the playing time. And he's he can hit 275, 280, and hit 22 to 25 home runs. He could be done, but he's also the 39th round. The Nick Gordon. I wonder, you know, the, sorry, sorry to interrupt. I wonder when. Everyone else thought about getting Cano if they even did. You know what I mean? I think like people I, don't want. I mean, I don't know. When I don't think do you, they do. Yeah, I don't think they want him. I mean, DVR, do you want him? I'm not opposed to it. I think the skills have aged really well overall. Like that's he's always always yeah, made a ton of contact. Because he was doing drugs. Yeah, the whole time. Maybe. 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 I think I, I always think those conversations go to funny places, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's we, not our business. I, I'm not interested in that's going true. I don't care. on that. I don't care where he is but, now, you know. But, but 39th round for me, so that's like the 400 and, I don't know, whatever, a lot of players deep. They, I All of a sudden, I can have a really nice player that I can put in my lineup every week. Nick Gordon, I think Nick Gordon's going to get playing time in that on that team. And if he does in the 40th round, he's going to run. He's D. Gordon's brother. Man, and, I had and, him in ale only. Uh, and it, it's Tom Gordon's son. Uh, I had him in yes, AL only, and it was like, I, I like I, I think he had two stints, and uh, he did all right. Neither, like, yeah, it was just like okay, but like it was just kind of like let's go, man. Like this is your t- this is your chance to break out. We wait for you for seven years. Like yeah, let's go. But, and he did. Yeah, but and I was like, uh, I yeah, he did better than you think. I mean, I, I feel like he did better. I don't have the numbers up right now because I'm still looking at the thing. DVR, do you have Nick Gordon's numbers? Real like easy, <laughs> I obvious? can also type something into my computer. Yes, but I can DVR you? is. Nick Gordon ref. <laughs> DVR is the ciabatta bread, baby. We go to Nick Gordon. Uh, Nick Gordon, I, if I have my memory correct, I think his average was pretty good. I think he stole some bases. He didn't get caught stealing so much, and he even hit some home runs. Like in 200-some-odd at-bats, I, I think he had like four you home described, runs. You did actually describe that perfectly. Did I? Okay. I, 240 I, batting average, 10 steals, four home runs. Okay. You know, and how many at-bats? 200. Okay, yep. so 10 stolen bases and 200 at-bats. If he's getting the playing time, why is he not going to steal bases? And he he's played 846 H7-59. Nando goes robot. Okay. Well, that's under position. What the hell. Center, second. Yeah, shot. so I, I think he... So look, again, we're talking about back of the draft here, 40th round. That's 480. I can do that math. Um, so that was pretty much the end of my hitting. I did take one more hitter later, but then I got on some really fun pitching. I got a, this was my plan. I'm on Michael Walker more than most people. I just kind of think it could happen. And 40, 41st round, I think he's going to get a spot in that rotation. Very happy with him at 41st round. Tyler Matzik to cover for Will Smith because I want to protect that bullpen, protect that investment that I made early in the draft. Mike Mayers also protecting, um, uh, Iglesias, right? So I've got my two closers. I'm, I'm just going to play that game. And then I took Tristan Cassis there. That's the only prospect I took in the entire draft. That was it. I felt a little weak at first base. So I just said, you know what? I think Cassis could come up. I heard some great stuff about Bobby Dahlback on that particular uh, Sleeper on the Bus show, which makes me think, well, maybe not. But the kid, the kid, there's something good about that Tristan Cassis kid. Then these last five picks, six picks, I'm pretty happy with. Johnny Cueto in the 45th round, he may retire, okay? He may retire. But what I found in these leagues is there comes a point where you just run out of pitchers. 
and the, you're starting middle relievers. I don't want to be starting Mike Mayers unless he's closing. He's there as an insurance policy. I need you need the innings. You need to get strikeouts and you need to get wins. Johnny Cueto, he's not getting he's he's not throwing 96 anymore, but he's a crafty little guy, crafty big guy, and I think he can do it. Then Dallas Keuchel in the 46th round. Would you guys not draft him? Because I seem to get him late in these NFBC drafts. I just think, I mean, Keuchel could be good. I mean, it could be crap, but if he if he does crazy workouts and he's got the eye of the tiger, I don't know. He 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 could he could be good again on a really good team. Get you some wins. He won't strike out as many guys, but he's just really good. Uh, what do you think, Dallas Keuchel? I think the the two who went after him, Mackenzie Gore and Garrett Richards, uh, are just a little more enticing to me. But you're, yeah. you've been beating the Dallas Keuchel drum for at least a year and a half here. So, Well, look, I've been beating it for, I think, three years now just because the price is always so cheap. And the 46th round, I mean, no, last year I wasn't into him. This year he's just fallen off the cliff. So it's like you can get him for free. Like literally this is free. On a team that's going to be contending for the World Series. so they're not And he to... has a rotation spot. So, yeah. you know, he's going to pitch six innings. He may get you three strikeouts, but he could get you a win if he's doing good. And if he's not doing good, he's 46 pick. You know, I'm okay. Uh, DVR, would you consider Dallas Keuchel with a 46 pick? Yeah, I think so. I mean, at a certain point, you're just trying to get innings. And yeah, exactly. you should get regular season innings. If he's not good enough to be in their playoff rotation, that doesn't matter because nope. you're you're there to use him against Kansas City and Detroit and, and those teams that are, yeah, they're getting better, but they're still teams you can stream against early in the season at home, on the road throughout the year. I mean, I, I think it makes sense. It's one of those things like in a league where I can make moves, He's more likely to be on my roster and off my roster once or twice in the right spots. He's not necessarily someone that, even in a 15-team league, that I want to use one of my last picks on. But I think in this format, job security is a big deal. Yes, sir. Andrew Chafin, I just really like that dude. I think he's a really good pitcher, and I'm buying skills, not roles in there. Uh, Drew Smiley, betting on a possible comeback there uh, for him. He, he really did at some point have great stuff. He's disappointed, no question. Really struggled in September, but hey, Trevor May, that's a backup to a closer. I was just handcuffing Edwin Diaz. If Diaz gets hurt, really most likely is if he gets hurt. May's got good numbers. And then my 50th round pick, like I kind of wanted to take Garrett Cooper because I still like Garrett Cooper as a, as a piece, but I wanted another pitcher and Kyle Freeland was there. And I just thought, hey, I can start Kyle Freeland on the road and he's a pretty good pitcher. Would you have taken David Garcia? Because I got David Garcia in the fifth round nope. before you. What happened? Nope. Well, you know, you used to love him. Uh, no, I never loved him. I, I love that he was Yankee. And uh, I had. No, 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 no. Let's Come go on back now. to the tape. Let's replay the tape. I mean, we can. <laughs> I, I've used him. I, I've traded him. I've picked. I used to pick him up in places when he was available and tried to trade him because I just. I mean, he, he could turn into something. No, you're right. I remember. I did have the right. I'm <laughs> yeah. just remembering. Oh, yeah. What about that? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm remembering. Uh, no, no, I don't. I don't. I, so that's the thing. I didn't take any rookies except for Tristan Cassis in this whole draft. He's the only player that does not have a job that I took. Everyone else was is a working member of a team. I, I didn't buy an upside in this. I mean, I think the upside of getting a guy who shows up, I, I just, I wouldn't pay the price for the Bobby Witt that you have to pay. I didn't want to pay the price for Julio Rodriguez at that point. Those guys could make an instant impact. They could really blow up, but you got to pay for that upside. So I didn't pay for that. And then I, I frankly, I'd rather have guys who I believe, like I'd, I'd rather pay for the Abraham Toro, who I think is going to play. You know, I want to see guys, Lamont Wade Jr., who could have an everyday job, Manuel Margot. You know what I mean? I, I'm betting on on major league players who are playing baseball. The only pick I'm not sure about is Joey Wendell, but I just I wanted I the had flexibility. I had him queued up around then. I mean, like everyone thirty fifth round. I want to twenty eighteen. Everyone loved him. Twenty nineteen. Maybe everyone was all over him, and then he just kind of crapped My, out. Everyone forgot. If about he him. has everyday job, if he has an everyday job, he's great to have because he'll he give you some stolen bases. Well, maybe, but Miami, he's in Miami now. He'll give you some stolen bases. He'll give you some home runs. He'll give you a decent average. My concern is if he ends up only playing three, four times a week, then then that's not a pick that I'm going to really like. But if he's playing all the time, you know, if I'm an NL only, I would, I would invest uh, a little bit of money in Joey Wendell. He'll get you some at-bats. It's all about the at-bats and the innings for me at this point. Just get your innings, get your at-bats. Right, because you got to look at this team and be like, 
this is my team in July. Yes, exactly. These and are the guys when, in and, July. And there's going to be red marks next to a bunch of them. Yeah. So there's one pick that I'm curious. There's one little run here that I'd love to get your opinion on, guys. Um, just actually two picks in a row. Ramon Laureano at 20, in the 22nd round. And I know that DVR is a big Ramon Laureano fan. He was falling and dropping and dropping. And I'm just like, I'm taking him. He's going to be out for the first, I think, 16 games or something, or maybe 18 games. And then he's going to come back. And I think that's decent to strong value. I know he struggled in 2021 before he got dinged for the uh, for the suspension. But I just think there's value there. He has the upside of an outfield three or four. And then I kind of reached a little bit based on ADP for Steven Strasburg. Let's give some context. You you took Loriano. I mean, Jesus Sanchez and Mark Kanya went uh, in that same round earlier. But then immediately after you took Loriano, it set off Anthony Santander, Charlie Blackman, and Brandon Nimmo, and then Eric Haas uh, back on the come around a couple picks later. Mm -hmm. Um, That's right. When you took Strasburg... It had basically gone before him, uh, let's see, John Gray, Steven Matz, Alex Cobb, Kyle Hendricks, Josiah Gray, Matt Barnes, Jamison Tyon, and then Strasburg, and then several picks later, Nestor Cortez, Drew Rasmussen, and Aaron Ashby. I mean... So in context, those look like good picks to me. I mean, isn't Steven Strasburg worth the risk at this point, at that price? How many years have we been paying top five round prices for this guy? And they're saying he's coming back healthy. I mean, DVR, what do you think? Steven Strasburg, 23rd round. Why not? I mean, what could what could go right? And you built the later part of your roster in a way where it's fine to have Strasburg there. I, I just think you, you do have to... You get to draft someone like that in a draft and hold format, fully acknowledging that zero is a possibility from the yeah. start. Like zero <laughs> happens when guys get hurt later. <laughs> in spring training or early in the season, you get a zero the rest of the way. Strasburg could just start coming back and, and never make it back. That's possible. But I, I think given what he typically does when he's healthy on a per inning basis, I think there's an overcorrection because of the yes. overall yes, volume of injuries he's dealt with. So it makes sense. What I'm curious to see, though, if we get to spring training, whenever that actually is, and Strasburg looks good, right? He's able to throw all his pitches. Velo looks where oh, looks like God. it's where it needs to be. How comfortable are people going to be when they move him up? Where where is where is his like ADP ceiling? Okay, so you're saying we see him in spring training in the beginning of the end of February, and the the reports out of camp are really good. Then we see him pitch his one inning and his first thing. Then we see him pitch two innings. Then we see him pitch four innings. You do that four that four inning eight seven strikeout. Let's even one go hit. four innings, four strikeouts. Yeah, just like strikeout burning stuff in spring training yeah. with like n- no. like 93 mile an hour on the fastball, maybe touching 94, 95. Right, like, but stuff still looks good. There's no, and the, everyone's saying, no, he looks he looks normal. Yep. And then he goes, and let's just give one more start, and he goes five innings, strikes out six, gives up two runs, one walk, three hits. He's a top 10. He's a, he's a 10th round pick or higher. No in way. A, in a 15-teamer? Yes. So you're saying in a 15 like, a, like a top yes. 150 guy. Absolutely. 100%. If he's 100%. I mean, it's not let's enough look strikeouts. at he'll, but that he's going to give you your strikeouts. Like he No, I mean, if if who would you rather have? A healthy well, maybe I'm a little maybe it's a little higher. Maybe it's like 180. Because who would you rather have? Framber Valdez. Well, see, I think I might trust <laughs> how about Valdez. How about Marcus Stroman. Let's start there. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Who would you take? Would you? Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. So it's not that much higher up. How about Clayton but, Kershaw? Well, if if Strasburg's healthy, I just don't anticipate that Kershaw is going to be pitching starting the season. I, I could how be about, dead wrong. How about Logan Gilbert. I mean, that's that's DVR's guy, Logan Gilbert. Named oh, yeah, a team after him. About him yeah. Well, no, I'm like Nathan Evaldi. I would take Evaldi over him. I would. For sure, I would okay. just on the safety. Uh, uh, would you take Syndergaard and Gray? I guess I would do. But would you take Ryu or Strasburg? I guess I would take Ryu. I guess I would. <laughs> this is great. Can but you no. do one of these voices as Ariel Cohen, please? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the risk. It's all about risk, Ian. And if you're going to pay for Steven Strasburg, you got to just understand you better back him up with Dallas Keuchel. Well, that's what I did. That's why. I, well, at least you did that. It's good. I mean, I'm, I'm only asking. The general. 
No, no, <laughs> not gonna, no. <laughs> I'm not your monkey. I'll do it when I please. Uh, but no, I, it's an interesting question. Interesting and not Christopher Walken. Ones there's about Yoan Moncada. I almost could. I almost could. <laughs> I'm going to switch it up for one second because I do want to talk about uh, the Baltimore Orioles pitching. I, as far as I'm concerned, those fences moving back 30 feet is huge. It's huge in every measure of the Baltimore Orioles for fantasy. It changes everybody. We've been talking about as much as as anything, 364 feet to left field has been an indication of so many things. And they're saying we have to move those things back because no free agent pitcher is going to come. Even someone who's on a one year that wants to come just for a year to rebuild their value, they won't come because they're going to give up so many home runs to left field. And John Means, for me, goes up like four or five rounds because, man, yeah, kind of. Like, he becomes a really a, – a guy. don't send me a trade offer, Tom Trudeau. But John Means <laughs> definitely goes up in my estimation based on this move. How about you guys? Do you see it the same way? He's got his own coffee. Means or Tom Trudeau? No, Means. Okay. <laughs> By the way, welcome Rabbi Ari Sunshine to the Devil's Rejects. Go ahead. I'm just trying to figure it out like everybody else. But John Means – he has the he has the exact flaw that this change should fix. He is a lefty giving up a lot of homers to righties in that park. Mm-hmm. Some of those balls can be doubles in the gap. I think that was something Todd Zola was pointing out, right? You, you create more space on the field. Not everything turns into an out, but you have a chance of getting an out that you didn't have previously when the ball was in the 15th row. So Lord, I, yeah. I think with means... It, He's just a good innings eater anyway, and mm-hmm. this definitely gives me more confidence in him. How much would I bump him up? Probably a round or two from where he's going right now. I think the reason I wouldn't go more is because I still have some questions about health questions. Just how good he is overall, health questions. He still has tough matchups. The Bro, park is easier. The floor is he, better. But yeah, that's, that's true. The, that division is hell right now. But when he's pitching well, when Means is comfortable and healthy, he can dominate anybody. He can, he he's he's really good, man. I watched him a lot at the beginning of last season. He was he was a he was a huge part of uh, labor for me last year. His first two and a half months, like every time he pitched, he would go like seven innings and give up no runs and strike out eight guys. Like until he got hurt, that that's where. So that's why I'm saying, like, if he's healthy and with the fences going out, I just think it's a big shift. I I, I think. I, it dings Ryan Mountcastle for me. I, in fact, I just traded him in a in a dynasty league recently, um, and I'm sort of glad because I think his I think there he's going to lose four to five home runs over the course. Of, no, I said that to Ariel Cohen, and I said, "No, nah, really, he's going to lose five home runs." <laughs> he really is such a wow. He was like, he, you know, he only plays half his games in Camden Yards. I mean, he, it, it does make a difference. Um, and I was like, yeah, you're probably right. But but I do think that it dings. I do think it dings the right-handed hitters for the Baltimore Orioles. I, I just think it's a huge game changer, making the pitchers more valuable. Uh-huh. No, I'm with you. I think it, it gives me more optimism about Grayson Rodriguez in the long run. Yeah, I like him anyway. Like he's, he's probably the best pitching prospect they've had since the Bundy-Gossman era of Orioles prospects and probably – I don't, maybe it has a higher ceiling. It looks like a more complete pitcher. Four pitches with that kind of velo. I, I just think that certainly gives him a better floor because it gives everyone a better floor. Deal Hall, I want to. I do want to agree with you about that. I think Deal Hall, he's had injury issues too, but there's a lot of stuff there on this dude. But there was a there was a ceiling. There was a there was a, a ceiling saying he's only going to get so good in that ballpark. And the fact they moved it back thirty feet, it's huge. What a huge move by them. I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed by this play. By the way, it's Ceremony Coffee, uh, the collaboration with John Means. Are you serious? Ethiopian Kubi, 10% proceeds from each bag uh, will be donated to the Boys and Girls Club Metropolitan Baltimore. Wow. Nice. That's that's why you come here to Under the Radar, because Nando DeVino knows stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, Damn, but that, that was Ian Khan nice can tell you what that means. Well, I that's know. a reverse knucklehead. <laughs> um, anyway, well, so yeah. So I, I get what you're saying, DVR, and... Uh, Good stuff. Good, good, good stuff. But has this, I mean, has this ever worked? Like, I feel like in the last five years, we've seen fences be moved around, like Marlins fence comes in and all that. Yeah. And I feel like there's an overreaction. Dude, the there's physics. Community. It's physics. Like, I don't know. If I understand right it's even. physics, but I mean, like, like I don't know. The has, ball, it, has it worked yet when any of these people change their 
Glaber Torres became a superstar hitting home runs 375 feet to left center field against the Baltimore Orioles. That 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 trajectory yeah, but of did an ball, overlay and he only lost like three homers off of that. Part, part, part of that was their or, crappy pitching that he was facing, and he still hit like twenty four or twenty five homers against everybody else. It's true. I'm, that and I'm actually betting on. A, I'm, well, I'm betting on a comeback. I think, I, as I've said, um, him at shortstop it messes with his head. By the way, Jeff Zimmerman wrote this whole article in RotoWire where he's talking about because um, I, I saying that uh, he wrote an article about whether players going to the Yankees or other teams do struggle in their first season. Um, and he sort of he said, I'm going to do this because my friend Ian Khan keeps saying this on the sh- on his show. And so I'm going to go. And he like dug into it and like looked at it from every statistical angle. And he was like, kind of. <laughs> That's how he ended it. He's like, meh. For the Yankees, yeah, more than most. But overall, nah, depends on where you go. If you go to Atlanta, things get great. Go to Cincinnati. Wow. What a what a what a time. You feel like you threw uh, under the bus? No, no. Like he, just proving he, your theory. No, I. I, I Did he link the, the show? Way. Uh, <laughs> I'm, messing, no, I'm messing around, man. No, but what he did, no, but what he, no, I, res- I appreciate that he. We'll take it up with seriously. him on PitchCon. We'll ask, we'll ask him the YouTuber at PitchCon. <laughs> no, no, it was lovely of him to do. It was lovely of him to give the shout out. Jeff Zimmerman's one of the best players in the game, period. And that dude is great. He's a really, really good player. A really smart guy. Kind of looks like Robin Williams. I always say that. I, I don't know if anybody else sees it, but I do. Just to the way his eyes smile. He's got them smiling eyes, man. Jeff Zimmerman, smiling eyes. You know how I really like in the 47th round? <laughs> Who's that? Spencer Howard. Love that pick by Smith. That might be the pick of the draft for me. Uh, not, on my, not on my own team. All right. What's the pick of the draft? on? Let's go through. All right. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i take through Nando DeFino's team. In the 35th round, he took Kim. No, that wasn't meant to be an introduction to my team. That wasn't like I a was... clever, passive-aggressive way. I'm saying like Spencer Howard, I think, is the pick of the draft. I Maybe you disagree, but I mean, that guy was top prospect. He's going to the 47th round of a draft champions. And he's on Texas now. And Texas has had that uh, Ray Searage effect fixing people. <laughs> I mean, as, as the show's uh, passive-aggressive expert, uh, <laughs> I think that was passive-aggressive. <laughs> it sure is. I'm, and now I'm moving on. To, What's going on? I'm, I'm moving on to, to, to Kim. And then Alfaro in the 36th. I dig that. I kind of, I, you know, what I like about Alfaro. I don't know how much he's going to play because I got Austin Nola around that same area, and I, I do like, I love that the way that guy hits. Um, but I do like that Alfaro will steal you some bases from that position. That'll make a big difference for you. David Price in the thirty seventh round, similar to my Waka and Keuchel and Johnny Cueto idea. Um, Christian Pache. I mean, hey, Reynaldo Lopez. Why don't you do it? And this made me laugh. You took your mean Mercedes. In the fortieth round, yeah. and you reached for him. Yeah, you did. Well, I don't, you never know what people are thinking at this time. But I mean, if if the Where's National League gets the DH, why would the yeah. White Sox still hold on to him and keep him in the minor leagues? If you could just trade him to like I don't know the, the Reds to DH, and then he could hit thirty home runs. That was a very very well thought out idea. Thank you. Well, I mean, aren't we supposed that. to be the table setters to a degree here, and like you know gauge the real value, and you know. Yeah, and you, I, I was going to make fun of you over that pick, and and just the way you just spun that little web, I'm like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. What if I mean, Jemai, what if guest grabbed him in the 42nd, thinking the same thing, you know? And you'd be very sad. Jemai Jones in the 41st. I've been banging that drum and thinking about Jemai Jones for years. Maybe, maybe, maybe this time I'll be lucky. Justin Steele in the 42nd. Okay, Fireson in the 43rd. Mercado in the forty third in the forty fourth. I like that. And Andy Abanez in the forty fifth made me so sad that I did not have him. I wasn't going to take him anyway because I was on my pitcher run. And I filled all of my infield, but I do love that Andy Abanez in the forty fifth round. I think he could find at bats. He's going to have to find it elsewhere. And then I just um, went into Nando All Star mode. And then you just went Nando under the radar. <laughs> and what I mean by elsewhere is I think Andy Abanez can play the outfield. Jose De Leon in the forty sixth. Um, Ryan, Rylan Bannon in the 47th. And then this actually disappointed before, me because, before the fences were moved back. Yeah. Rylan Bannon. Yeah. It's still, it's, I, yeah. This disappointed me because I really had this, I really wanted this guy in the 48th round. I mean, believe it or not, I got sniped in the 48th round <laughs> when you took, I did. I got totally sniped when you took Michael Givens. You sniped me in the 48th round. So it really underrated. bummed me out. Well, it's underrated because he actually, even though he struggled in September, and he did, 
he could start the year as the closer. It's not I mean, he could find he could find a month as being the closer. You know, he could. Uh, Logan Allen in the 49th. Okay. And Davey Garcia in the 50th. Okay. You know, what's wrong with that? Nothing. It's weird you've changed your stance on Davey Garcia. So I watched hard. him pitch a lot. I watched him pitch a lot. And I, I invested in him. And then I spent a lot of time trading him. I traded him. I traded Davey Garcia to Rabbi Ari Sunshine, who is now Alex Cushing. His partner in the Devil's Rejects. I traded him... Davy Garcia for Charlie Blackman in July of last year. And I was on the verge of possibly dropping him. And I got Charlie Blackman, who I'm very keen on this year as a outfield five, right? I, I really do like him. I, I didn't grab him here. I took Loriano instead of him. But if I if Loriano wasn't there and I had to pick between those outfielders, I probably would have gone Charlie Blackman in that spot. Yeah. In that 22nd, 23rd round. By the way, do you guys like Brandon Nimmo at all? I kind of do. And I was going over my dynasty rankings with uh, Robert Mershak. And he's like, yeah, Nimmo shouldn't be on the list. I'm like, I think Nimmo should definitely be on that list. But DBR, what do you think? Brandon Nimmo, should he not be on a top 400 dynasty list? I think he should probably be on that list. He's been hurt a lot. He's shown power more recently when he's been healthy. The lineup is good. He gets on base a ton. Leads off. Yeah, he leads off. I mean, it it, it might be on the list with a down arrow just because of, of age. He's not even that old. But I, I think he's the kind of guy that you do want to get right now because he wouldn't cost you that much in a trade. And he's probably going to exceed expectations value-wise, at least for 2022, if not for you know the next couple of years. And in OBP, he's a no-brainer on the list. I just do an average list. And it will be uh, Come on, he, I think your list is excellent. <laughs> huh? It's pretty funny. Maybe yeah. that. <laughs> uh, the spelling is terrible. The, 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 you're so scared of putting this list out just to make sure that everything's spelled right. And someone could say, well, why don't you sit there and make sure? I, was like, I probably should. I should pay somebody to do that. Just please, just go over an and make sure. For you, actually. Can we? Can we? Can we get in? Can we get somebody to go through the list before it's posted so people don't go? So, so the headline isn't you know, Khan puts out dynasty list spelling atrocious. Yeah, who what wants to be you, Ian's intern for this? Right, what, if, what if you just download the player list from some place, like just to have all the, you know, the proper presentations for everyone? That's a lot of work, Diver. <sighs> Not sure. We, uh, we're, we'll see how we do. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find an intern. Um, no, I'm not going to find an intern. If one person's misspelled, the good thing is when Hit someone's Ian misspelled, for I, 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 I have a change child. it on the list. So like the, who's one guy that I could not get right? Matt Olson. I just would for years spelled him O-L-S-E-N. And then someone was like, idiot, it's O-L-S-O-N. But now on the list, it's O-L-S-O-N. So it's, you know, it's just, it, t- it just takes time. There's it, Raul Mondesi Jr., which people Alberto. complained about, but I mean, we, yeah, we knew who it was. Alberto. Yeah, you did. You did a lot of Raul in there. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> I <think laughs> man, it's, so, it's so pathetic. It's, it's all not right. great. It's not great. It's not great. But, but hopefully the list is great. Do you want to hear who? Uh, give me a number. Give me one number. Seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Weird. I was going to say seventy-nine. Oh, seventy-seven is Whit Merrifield. How about seventy-nine? Player that I'm always wrong about. 79 is Christian Yelich. Where's Tristan Pesh? Or Pache, if that's how we're saying it. That one. Yeah, that way. (laughs) 346. Oh, man. How the mighty have fallen. Well, Clint Frazier's on this list. Yeah, where? Adam Frazier's on this list. I don't know about that. but Just control F. F F-R-A-S-I-E-R. Gotcha. Clint Frazier is currently 341 on the list. He went the 34th round to Smith. Yeah, I, I look. We've talked about we've talked about Clint Frazier for, for for many years, and in fact, right above him is Manuel Margot. And I might need to move him up a little bit based on uh, where. How high are you guys on Bailey Ober? I think I'm at a reasonable level on Bailey Ober. I think they're they're. Certainly reasons to like him. Job security, command, I think, are the, the first two. Uh, decent like arsenal, too, if I remember right. Does he throw four pitches? Kind of, I think it was, wasn't it Todd Zola who's always talking about Bailey Ober? Yeah, I, Todd, right. Todd, I think, 
of people I've heard or read to this point this draft season, I don't know if I've seen or heard anyone who likes Bailey Ober more than Zola. Yeah, that's a, that's a ring like endorsement Zola. still. Hey, man. Yeah, yeah. Zola's a Zola won TGFBI, like the whole thing, two, three years ago or something like that. So good, 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 good stuff. What else we got? I mean, you know, it is a, it is oh, a little know, strange. Where's Spencer Torkelson? Okay. I mean, in a, in a, in a dynasty. Yeah. Oh. Where would you put Spencer Torkelson? I mean, if I wanted to maybe t- put him 47. Come on. Did you he had actually- a ton of home runs last year. He was the number one top- overall pick and he could play this top year. 47. Is that low? No, here's what's crazy. And this is how we're going to wrap here. Ready? We're going to wrap here. I don't know if that's low or high. Hey, I'm going to I'm going to tell you just based on my list that I'm sitting here looking at. Spencer Torkelson is exactly 47. No way. I swear. <laughs> so DVR just mocked both of us. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, no, he didn't. He was, really, how did no, you no, pull no, that number? Top that's 47? What, no, no, no. That's what he was. That's that's the that's what he was pulling. He was like, what a random number. Like most people yeah. would say 45 or 50. And you went for, uh, 47. And it uh, was, I'm telling you, exactly 47. That is, I don't know if I should be worried that I'm in, I'm in your brain there with Ariel. I would be in complete control on contestants row of the price is right as long as Nando wasn't also on <laughs> contestants row with me. Okay, wait. Now, let's leave it there because I we could do it again, but even if you did it again, like if you did it again it would be ridiculous. But if you miss then that won't be the last memory. So, 47. That should be the title of the that should be the title well, of this episode. I think that's a very us. fair rank. <laughs> I mean, my god. I mean, but you got it to the to the good a boom. Good job, wow. Nando Defino. All right. For the man. We got to go. Yeah. For the man. Now I'm all flustered. I don't even have it for the man. We got to go. Ian's got to go. That's why he's rushing us off. For the man <laughs> whose who's name drop of Rob Beer Temple can only lead to something new next week, which is a name drop of Dan Connolly. Hey, remember to get your pets spayed and neutered, my friends. For the man whose impression of Jenny Butler is forthcoming now, so he can do an impression of her doing an impression of how great his Ariel Cohen impression is. Inca. I'm just going to get out. I can't yeah. improve upon what just here. happened. We got to go. We hope this is helpful. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Good talk. Good talk. Bye. Stop stealing my bits. <laughs> <laughs>